be here with you all today. Uh, for the, those of you who do not know me, uh, I oversee, I have the joy to o- oversee all of our youth ministries here at the church. And Chris and I, we have been here now for almost four and a half years. Four and a half years. Time flies. Time flies. And we're so glad about that. And uh, it, it has been our joy. And I just want to make one thing clear. I'm always de- described as the boy from the Northwest. But I want, I want you all to now know I've officially lived here more than I did in the Northwest. So I think I've made up some, some, some time on that. But I, I also have the joy to o- oversee our coffee shop as well. So if it's good, let me know. If it's bad, don't. <laughs> uh, thank you. So we're so... Uh, uh, thrilled just to be here. Krista at this point is o- over helping in 6.8, which runs for those of you who do not know, every Sunday that our adults meet, we have a ser- uh, service for our sixth through eighth grade, and it meets at the exact same time. So she's uh, over there with them, will join us in second. And uh, as Pastor John said, uh, there was a group of ours that went to I- uh, Israel and are back. Um, and so we are so glad that they are back. Many of them are having to catch up on sleep. And, uh, and thank you that you guys all prayed. I'm not sure if you saw all the news, but there was a bit of an uh, uproar for a good day or so. Um, missiles were being shot and uh, sirens were being um, sirened. Um, I don't know what to say with that, but uh, thank you for praying for them and uh, just thrilled. And one more thing I just ha- have to say is on Tuesday, we leave for youth convention. Um, and so please be praying f- for us. We have uh, right at 50 youth by themselves, 50 youth plus adults. Yeah, wow, indeed, because uh, we have to watch them while they uh, explore uh, Opryland Hotel. So uh, be praying for us. That is why we have a rule of three. You have to be in groups of three. So uh, those of you who don't know, guys and girls sometimes go and sneak off. Uh, you know about that? You guys were a youth once, right? Okay, just making sure. I jokingly say that every rule we make for our offside events are because of me and what I used to do as a youth. I'm saved now, but I'm just saying. Back then, uh, my mom and dad can attest that took some time. Well, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. If we can get that slide, that slide on up. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and uh, I cannot wait. My mom makes the best pumpkin pie of all of all, all time. In fact, uh, here's what, what what I do. I know I look like I'm I'm in shape. Uh, but I eat as much pie as I can, which means this. My mom oftentimes will make me one to two pies for me, not to share for me. And here's how I enjoy said pies. I cut it into fourths, and I eat it a fourth at a time. Without shame, I eat it a fourth at a time, and it is absolutely amazing. But I understand that uh, for some of you guys here, there is a lot of excitement. Some of you guys have people that are going to drive in or fly into town. In fact, they are saying uh, that this will be the most busy uh, travel time since 2004. Uh, there, there, there will be more folks on, on the road uh, and it, 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 in the air in over 14 years. And so a lot of us are gearing up for some uh, really great food and conversation but for some of us, maybe even in this room, this marks kind of the first Thanksgiving without. 
right? Like for some of us here, it might, it might be the first Thanksgiving without a child in the home because they went off to school, and now you're an empty n- n- nester, and now you eat all the pie for yourself. Now you're like, I'm going to eat what they would have to cope with the way that I feel. For some, uh, it, it, it is uh, just the, the fact that you may have lost a loved one this year, and this is going to be a bit more of a painful time, or perhaps this is your first Thanksgiving as a single parent, and in years past you had more help, and this year you are all alone and concerned about how the food will taste and how the kids will enjoy that. Or for some, it might even be a joyful time where there is an addition in your home, one more mouth to feed, and you're trying to work out how are we going to take care of our young kid and also host and do and do all of these things. The truth is, is that throughout our life, we are going to face some very difficult days. Throughout, throughout our life, we are going to face some situations and circumstances that just, truth be told, are just tough. There's no way around that. Sometimes, sometimes the hand we are dealt in life is just tough. It, is not, it does not mean that God lo, 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 loves you less and loves others more. It just simply is the fact that life at times is just tough. And I love to say that uh, as we face through difficulty and stressful times, it's all part of this common condition spelled L-I-F-E, right? Life. Just sometimes we just kind of go throughout our, those times. So uh, throughout this morning, just to help you guys track, I'm going to attempt to do something, but it requires you to pay attention. Is that, is that okay? I'm going to bounce back between two portions of Scripture. We're going to hop back and forth. And the one book, you guys are going to like scratch your heads and be like, where is this young guy going? We're going to look at a book called Lamenta- Lamentations. It's quite a long book to say for me. And the other is Second Corinthians. So let's first look at the problem that we all face. The problem that we all face. Paul says this. He goes, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Just real quick, just pause. I love how Paul describes the situation he is in, but also adds truth. Right? He describes how he feels, but he also goes, but not crushed. Like it could always be just a bit worse. We are perplexed, we're confused, but we're not driven to despair. For some you're you're confused, you're you're unsure of why life is going the way that it is, but don't be driven to despair. We're per, uh, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. Brings back kind of a hill, a hill song song of old. Anyone know that? I, I, I would attempt to sing, but ears would bleed, and so I do not want to try that t- t- today. The, uh, the author of Lamentations says this, and it, I just want you to know this is going to r- r- really uplift us all. It, it won't, but it will. Uh, so I say, my splendor is gone, and all that I have hoped for from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I will remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Now, of course, we're, we're, again, we're going to bounce back and kind of see the ending of these verses, but I think it's summed up well by the Lord himself in Matthew 6, for he says this, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day ha- has enough what? Enough trouble 
of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. There's enough stuff tomorrow that is going is going to cause stress. Just worry about today because today has its own issues. For some, your issues today is how long the wait will be at the restaurant. And if that's it, then you're doing okay. But for some, it's a bit more serious as well. I want us to look real quick at what that word means, trouble. It actually literally means difficult and hard Cir- cir- uh, circumstances. Each day has enough difficulty. Each day has enough hard circumstances of their own. And here's, here's just what I want you all to know. Every day we are um, passing by someone else's difficult day. I want to give you a quick example of this. Hopefully you can see on the screen. It is a nice car, but what is on the back left side? A dent and a scrape which means someone's hard, hard, hard day was the stress about how am I going to pay for this repair? I got to call my mom or my dad because I just wrecked their car. I got to figure this thing out because I just got this new car and now I have this difficult day and I don't know how to deal with it. For those of you in the room that are a bit more young, you all will, uh, will understand this next one. Yep, I know. It's a splinter waiting to happen. I joke, there's a few youth I've seen over the years that have phones that are so cracked. I'm like, I am not sure how your thumbs are not stitched up because like, it is just so bad. But you know, we buy these expensive phones and one day they fall. So you might be in the store or someone you know and you see a cracked screen. You're thinking, man, They've had a rough day. And I know it seems small. I know it seems like not a bit, uh, big deal. But each day we p- pass by folks who are going through difficult days. One more. Uh, sometimes we will pass a, a home like, like this, a funeral home. And the, when the parking lot is full, I always just go, man, like, Lord, just be w- with them. You know, Lord, be with them. You know, I'm so glad to see it full. Lord, I'm so glad they impacted lives, but Lord, be with those who mourn, right? There's days in which we pass by other people's difficulties all the time. Don't forget what the Lord said. Each day, each day has enough trouble of its own. So what do we do when life's challenges come our way? Now, I I don't want you to forget the verses. We're going to look back at uh, 2 Corinthians real quick. And uh, just so you don't forget, he says, so e- e- even though we're afflicted in every way, we are not crushed. And even though uh, we are perplexed, we're not driven to despair. But here's one thing that kind of Paul ends with this idea that I want to make sure that we get into our heart. He goes, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Interesting. That all the life's issues occur and age happens and gray hairs show up and for some hair falls out. We are wasting away outwardly, but inwardly we can be renewed day by day. Notice this is not a renewal that, that occurs just when you are saved. And God comes into your life, and from there on out, you're, you're good. You're renewed, and you never have to be again. No, 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 no. You have to be renewed every day. 
Think about it. Each day has enough trouble of its own, but we can be renewed each day to face those issues. Interesting. Let's look at that word real quick, renewed. This word actually literally means to give fresh life to or strength to. To give fresh life to or strength to. So let's just kind of add that in. Again, this is kind of my ad. So we do not lose heart. Although our outer self is wasting away, our, in, our inner self is being given fresh life day by day. We're given fresh life day by day. We are given strength to day by day. See, here's what often occurs. We stress ourselves out because we try to think about one week, one month, one year, years down the road, right? O- oftentimes, we can just work ourselves into a frenzy about, oh my goodness, especially those who have like a kid for the first time. Oh my gosh, how are we going to pay for co- co- like for their schooling, university? First of all, just think about how are you going to afford diapers and food? Like, let's start with that day, and we can stress about something 18 years down the road at a different time. We all laugh, but it's true, though. We often are going, oh, my gosh, how am I going to pay for this house? Or how am I going to get through life? Or when am I going to find, find a spouse? The key is not to get caught up in way down the road and, war, and war, worry about things that you haven't yet had to face it's being concern, concerned about, Lord, today, I'm just going to make it through today. Some, some todays are not as hard, but some todays are, seems like a year's worth of issues in one day, right? So all, all, although we are wasting away, although we all face this thing call, called life, our inner self is being renewed, given fresh life to every day. Let's look again at the author of Lamentations. We started with the sad part of the verse, and I want us to end with the good part. I love how in Scripture we find uh, situation and then truth. Situation and then truth. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Before, he didn't sound like he had hope, but now he's going to recall some things that's going to give him some hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. And then I love this last line, great is your faithfulness. Every day, every day, God is faithful to show up. Think, think about that. We've all had those days, those situations, those times in which it feels like we're completely alone. Uh, you know, like you have that bad day, you go to call that friend, hey, pray for me, and the phone rings, 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 voicemail, give me a call back, I think I'm about to die, you know, just to try to like trick them into, and you don't hear from them for like a whole day and a half, and you're like, did 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 your screen break like what's like what's the issue here truth is that god is faithful every day every day listen we need to build our faith and our life upon truth not just upon experience 
experience can teach us a lot, but it doesn't always mean that, that, that truth is secondary. Truth is that every day, even we did not feel God being faithful, He is faithful. He's right there. So we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. I want to say, and I know we've looked at a bunch of words and kind of to look at the meaning, but I really think it helps. There's times at, at which we read through a verse and we think we understand what that word means. Maybe it's because I work with youth the, the most. and like, oh yeah, I definitely know what that word means. Like, what does it mean? You know. And you're like, no, I don't. Like, what does it mean? And so I, I want us to look real quick at this, ver- this word compassions because some translations read that verse just a bit different. Compassions, lit- they mean mercies. Mercies. Now, again, I'm going to like define and redefine a word again just to show a point. But some translations read, his mercies are new every day. Think about that. Life's troubles come. But his mercies are there every day. See, there's always something coming against us, and yet truth that helps us. Hear that. There's things in which life is going to come. Sometimes things are are going to get real, real quick. And in those times, you have to be prepared and knowing that where is your source at? Where is your source I have nothing against friends. I have nothing against friends. But if they're your, all, your only sor- source of hope, friends let you down. I've learned this, though. They don't mean to. They didn't intend to, but they do. But God doesn't fail us. His mercies are new every day. Each day has enough trouble of its own, but yet we have mercies every day that are fresh for those days' issues. Think about that. Think about that. Thanksgiving is close. I love how at the end of Thanksgiving, we've all eaten our food. We've enjoyed our half a pie. The pie is in the fridge to indulge right around midnight. That way you didn't eat a whole pie in one day. You took two days. And I love how we cap off this season of thankfulness with throwing ourselves in the most stressful time of our life, which is shopping, with insane lines and people that have lost their minds. <laughs> Listen, if you're about, about to say 50 cents on a TV, just wait. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. This is a true story. My wife went, went, went with her mom when she was a young, a, young, a young girl to go shop, and she got ran over by a cart. I'm still trying to find who that is so I can lay some hands on them and pray for them. I don't know what you were thinking. I find it interesting. I just find it interesting. We go from a season of thankfulness for the things that count, and then within less than a day, we buy things we really don't need. We go from times of just slowing down, putting away the phones, being thankful, eating a meal, looking at each other in the eye. 
watching someone eat some pie and going, they are eating like a person possessed. And I'm talking about myself. <laughs> and then we go and we throw ourselves into a stressful situation to buy things we don't, we don't need, oftentimes with money we do not have. And then we get concerned about, we get mad at God for not being our supply when he's saying, you didn't have to go and buy. So some of our troubles we face each day are self-imposed. Can I just say this, though? I believe even though often our troubles can be self-imposed, his mercies are still there. Let's just say this, though. Let's just be real. It does not excuse us to get ourselves into something to experience his mercy. Mercies. Paul addressed this with the first century church, saying, okay, if there's grace for sin, why don't we just sin more and get more grace? He's like, that's not how it works. But I think it's good for us to recall as well. His mercies are new, even when we get ourselves in the mess. But let's just watch it. Let's enjoy this week. Let's, let's spend time with folks and make it count. Because not to get like all like, oh, no, but you never know what the next year holds. You never know what the next day holds. And, and enjoy the, the moments you have. Enjoy them. And don't just try to save 50 cents on a 50-inch TV. A 47-inch screen works just fine. I'm preaching to myself. I got a 47-inch. I'm thinking, man, a 50-inch, ooh, I could get a whole another three inches of HD. <laughs> Lord of the Rings will never be the same again. His mercies are new. Listen, his mercies are new every morning. I want us to look at this idea because if I were to guess and I, and I asked you to quickly define what mer- mercies are, you might do what some youth do and go, well, y- you know, <laughs> You know, it's that one thing we all experience because of Jesus. Let's look real quick. In the Old and New Testament, mercy is an action taken by the strong towards the weak. It is an, a- an action of the rich towards the poor. The outsider to, or the insider to the outsider, those who have towards those who have not. Think about that and just insert Jesus into this. Jesus, who's the strong, acting towards me, who's weak. Jesus, who's rich in grace towards me, who is poor. Jesus, who made a way for me to be on the inside. I was once on the outside, and the veil was up. And because of his life, he let an outsider become an insider. For what he has to what we don't have. Listen, his mercies are new, which means you don't even have to have the strength, but he provides the strength to get through those days. He gives you the grace to get through those days. He gives you the peace in those times that doesn't even make sense for you to have peace. Think about his mercies, that every day we have an option for, every day We have access to this, but are we accessing it? 
are we? Listen, I'm so glad you all are in this room, but if you're relying on just today for your fill for tomorrow's issues, you're going to have some issues. In difficulty or trial, we often look horizontally for what can only be found vertically. To put it a different way, we often look to others for mercies that only he can provide us. Think about that. And I think... I think if we were all to really be transparent enough to say, I think we've all been there before. You know, there's times at at which sometimes my first instinct is to call my best friend instead of to call on the Lord. Not to get super saved and, well, I don't need friends because I have the, you know, don't get like that. This is why here at the church we say everyone needs to be in a small group. Everyone needs to have friends in a place where they can be real and authentic and go through life together. But at the same time, if your first call is to a friend and you forget the one who has the supply of mercies to get you through that, you're not going to have enough to get through. You're just not. So we have to go to him. We often are looking to things in the world that only God's mercies can cover. We're often searching for things that only God can provide. We see this, especially with those who are unsaved. Unfortunately, it occurs with those who are saved because we we should know. By this point, we should know where to go. But we see that especially in the world. They're, try, they're, trying, they're thinking the next job, that's going to help them because that extra pay will help. Well, more money, more problems. Okay, for, okay, reference may have been too far back. We often think maybe, well, if I get this one car, it's going to solve it all. If I get this one, one house, I'm sure I can find a loan. I think I can make it work. We're often trying to find things in the world to solve what only God's mercies can cover. Think about this. It was God who provided fresh food every day for those in the wilderness for Israel. It was God's mercy that brought Israel out of Egypt. Mercy has never been the benefit of God's people because of their merit but it is always the gift of God I want to say that one more time mercy has never been the benefit of God's people because of their merit but it is always the gift of God it's a gift think about that the Lord is the one who acts strong to give strength to the weak The one who is rich in love to give us strength when we do not have. Well, that sounds good, but how? How? See, I think sometimes we kind of go through and we'll amen some things, and I love it first. You guys are great. You make me feel like I can preach, so that's a nice change from Wednesday night. Sometimes when I leave and just go, you know, 
Okay. But it's important to go from we have an issue to we have a solution. But how do we get this in our lives? How do we get this in our lives? How do we experience daily renewal? How do we experience his mercies, which are new every day? How do we get there? I want to give a visual to help. It's a shopping cart. One thing I deduced from this off the start is that they should have picked a bigger cart. <laughs> but the second, I think it goes to show we need food when? Every day. See, sometimes we can experience God's mercies on a Sunday or a Wednesday. That's like going to the grocery store to eat once a week and thinking that if you eat there, just because there's a supply there, I eat there, then I'm good for the rest. Of, no, no, no. You got to take some home. You got to put it on your shelves. When you're like, I got a hankering, you got to go to your shelves to get supplied. It's, it's great if it's at the store, but it needs to be in your house for it to supply you every day, three times a day. For some, four times a day. <laughs> Talking about that, four, that fourth meal I call dessert. Mm, glory. It's a meal unto its own. Think about this with your car. What if we just went through life with our car like, like we do our faith walk? You're on E, but it still has a bit more to go. <laughs> That's what we do. The light's on. The car say, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. Fill me up. I can't make it much more. And so what do you do? You stop, and now gas is low, so you fill it all the way up. Is that, is that just me? Sometimes when it's expensive, I think if I just put in half a tank, I'm saving money. I'm not, but it just feels right. <laughs> when it's cheap, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to E. I'm going to fill it all the way up. I'm going to get my 10 cents off, you know. Our, spir- our spiritual life, often we find it on E. And we've convinced ourselves we're okay. And we're not. There's still some in the... T- Listen, being on E is not going to help you for tomorrow's issues. It's not. We see this every day with common, silly things, with a car, with food. And yet our spiritual life, we just kind of just are so flippant with it. One more thing, and this is just a Christmas wish list idea for all those in the room. <clears throat> Mom, Dad, look at the screen. I'm just fly- I'm flying. Our phones get on E. What do we do? Get on one bar, 10% left, showing red. You, char- you charge it up. A phone has no use when it's dead. It could be a paperweight, probably the most expensive one you've ever owned. It could be a chew toy for your dog, a Frisbee. I mean, it doesn't do much good when it's dead, when it's empty. It's best when it's charged up. And yet somehow we've allowed ourselves to be deceived into thinking that we can run on E. Somehow we have, we have convinced ourselves 10%, that's enough. 
And it's not. It's not. Listen, like most of us in this room should do is when your phone gets low, when's the best time to charge the phone? At night. Why? When you wake up, it's fully charged. Think about this with sleep. We all need sleep. You're not much good if you just try to, you know what, I'm just going to grip it and rip it. I'll be good. I'm going to go on an hour, an hour of sleep. I'll be fine. No, you won't. Eventually, you will crash. And yet, somehow, we've allowed ourselves, we've allowed ourselves to attempt to face life's difficulties today on yesterday's mercies. And unfortunately, if I was just to be so bold, some of us, it may have been on last week's mercies. For some, the last time you sat in your chair. And then you come up for a midweek fill-up on Wednesday, top it off, and then you just ride that thing down until Sunday, fill it back up Wednesday. Like, What? Listen, it's not, it's not like a pastoral thing of saying, well, you need to be here so we can fill up the room. No, no, no. You need to be here so you can get some tools to help you throughout the week. I don't care how you act on Sunday at church. I'm concerned about how, how you are at Monday at work when you're not approved for the, t- the time off you asked for. When you have to help someone else who is sick. You're like, hey, it's not my fault. Well, it is now. Be Christ. Show up. Work hard. It would be like, I'm convinced there's some of our employers that would be shocked that we even went to church. That is a shame. Listen, I'm not saying perfection. I'm not saying perfection. I'm not saying you can't stand up for yourself. I'm not saying that you can't like be wise with it. But what I'm saying is, is we're, we need to be concerned about what is going to be in our tank on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, weekends here, and traffic is crazy. You need mercies on those days. Listen, I need mercies to get from here to, Cher- to Cher- Cherry Lane, where I live o- off of. That's a mile and a half. I'm like, Lord, I need your grace because as I merge at the VA, Lord, I do not want to not be like you. Lord, I want to bless and not curse. Lord, I want to, you know, like, I mean, we need his mercies. There's also a reason why I have nothing saved on my car. Can't guarantee I always drive saved. Just saying. But we often attempt to face the difficulties of today on yesterday's mercies. Think about that. I know I'm honing in on this a lot because it's true. I want us to think a bit about that verse about being renewed day by day. I think we've made the connection that we're renewed day by day with fresh mercies to help us. But sometimes we are allowing our renewal to sometimes even be, I say this a lot to our youth, like on our last best spiritual experience. 
right? For some, like you were last, like felt so close to the Lord when you got baptized. And nothing since then. First of all, faith is not a feeling. But second of all, as well, is that every day we must start to work this out day by day. So here's just a few. This is not an exhaustive list. We need to spend time in his word each day. To be, to put all of my cards out there, this is hard for me. Ooh, it's hard. Because sometimes I just find my day just goes by like that. I'm like, Lord, I'm so sorry. I have no issue to pray because, listen, on these roads, I'm praying all the time. I'm being for real. I get saved in my car. I have to play songs that are upbeat and lift up his name before I lift up something else to show someone next to me. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. His mercies are fresh every day. I'm not making that. Like, we need it. But we need to spend time in his word every day. Which means this, you need to get this book out, open it up, and read it. In fact, what might help your home is for your kids to see you take this book, open it up, and read it. What might help your spouse is to take this book, open it up, and read it. Because this is the truth that we have found. Scripture doesn't, we don't just read Scripture, often it reads us. It's a mirror. So we read a verse in here and we're going, Lord, I'm not there yet. Lord, I need your mercies. Lord, I, man, Lord I'm, not, I'm not there yet, but Lord, I need your grace. Lord, I, I, I read what the first century church did. And Lord, I, I want to be a part of that. You take his book. Open it up and watch what occurs. I'm not a crier, um, just really not. But I tell my wife oftentimes and some friends, like the time I do cry is sometimes just when I read his word. And I'm not like a boo who we're like, oh, Jesus is so good. Like just often it's like, man, like, I mean, it hit me right in my gut. And you just feel like your tank getting filled. And you're saying, Lord, I can face today. Spend time in his presence. His presence is there just like it is here in your room or in your car or in your house or in your workplace. His presence is there. Are you you aware of him at work in those places? Are you aware of the fact that he wants to spend more time with you than you want to with him? Why is he so accessible? Because he wants to be involved in your life. Because he wants to be there. And every day, can we just drop our American self-sufficiency and just admit that we need his help? Listen, I'm glad we're a part of a nation like ours. It is not perfect. It has a really strange past in some parts. We've made some mistakes But oftentimes we've allowed this self-sufficiency to seep into our spiritual life. And we're not made to be self-sufficient. We're made to be dependent on him 
and his mercies every day. Every day. Confess our need for him. I'm going to ask Pastor Wayne to swing on up. I'd like to read to you. Um, I just felt impressed to do this. I'm not going to sing so you guys can relax just so you know, oh, I feel in a song. No, you guys all know. If I sang, ears would bleed. But I do want to read lyrics. And I also want you to know that as a young man, I'm 29, almost and a half years old. I said I'm young. I, I didn't say I'm old because if you, 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 go, you don't know what old is. Like, I, I, I know. But I want you to know as well, I want you to know this as well, that sometimes we have this idea that life's worse now than it was back then. And I want you to hear some of these hymns from the 17 and 1800s. I just want you just to hear, hear these words. These are songs I actually know. And I actually like them. And here's one. It's uh, Come Thou Fount. Je- Jesus sought me when a stranger, wa- wa- wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood how his kindness yet pursues me I just want to pause on that last sentence sometimes we're afraid to go back and face God because we're afraid of what we'll hear I want to say he's not like the dad or mom you may have had on earth he's not like that 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 pain point in your life of some authority figure there that has caused you to transpose that onto your savior his kindness and he pursues us I love this lyric because I feel it bind to my bind my wandering heart to thee prone to wander Lord I feel it prone to leave the God I love think about this back in the 17 and 18 hundreds without smartphones and internets and Roth IRAs and all of that that can stress us out. They felt sometimes this, uh, it's hard to stay connected. Prone to leave the God I love. Lord, our hearts are, our hearts mean well, but there's times at which we, we just, we mess up. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it to thy courts above. I love the response, Lord, here's my heart. My broken, messed up, fickle heart. Take what little I have and seal it in thy courts above. Such good words. Here's one song that you guys should know. I need thee every hour. Come on, this was written way back when, and they're saying not just every day. They upped it a notch. 24 times a day, Lord, I need it. Lord, I need thee. Oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Think about the position of one's heart to just say, Lord, I can't. But you can. Lord, I can't. But Lord, I'm going to come to you and get my supply. I need thee every hour and stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their 
power when thou art nigh. There's a song we sang at camp when I was in camp that the cares of this world just fade away when we're in like his presence. It's interesting how sometimes we find church just to be that like that rest stop on the road. You, you know, like you're on the road, you've dealt with some rain and storms, you take a rest stop and it's just like, wow, everything slows down. You look and you see all the cars flying by and it's just that moment where you just slow down and the Lord's here to give you mercies. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide or life's in vain. In joy or pain. To get real per, uh, per, personal, and my dad's in, in the room and, and my mom. My dad was deployed a lot when I when I was a kid. Uh, he served in our military in the Navy, best branch of all time. I'm biased, but I like the ships; they're fun. I remember as a kid that there, there was times where you just you know you just miss dad. Life wasn't always fun. And I'm telling you, my mom. I think it was my my mom put some tapes. And I'd put a tape player in my bed. This is how old school I am. Tape player. And I'd play cassettes. And it was scripture stories. I'm telling you right now, the Samson one, I'm scarred still. When they plucked out his eyes and he began to scream as a kid at night, you're like, no! He, he was there. I can't explain it. Listen, I was five and six, seven years old. Can't explain it. But, you know, you, you hurt. Life sometimes it just hurts. And in those, in those nights when you wake up and you're all alone, he's there. He's there. He's there. I don't want to kill the mood, but I want you just to know he's there. And his mercies are are available to you each and every day. And I want to just say this, don't stress about mercies that you you might need in weeks and months to come. Focus on the mercies you need to get through this day. Tomorrow you wake up, focus on the mercies for that day. Some of you guys, your marriage is having some issues. Focus on the mercies for that day. Don't get caught up in what might occur. Focus on today. Some of you guys on on Thursday, the house is is going to feel just a bit more empty. Focus on his mercies that are new on Thursday. On Thursday.